Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Johnny, and welcome to episode 33 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here today with Marcus Lucas, all the way from Brazil. Yeah, baby. Hola, buddy. <laughs> Hola, como está? Is that how you say it in Portuguese? Yeah. Hola. Uh, muy bien. Gracias. Amigo. That's a Spanish. Bro. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Marcus, how is Brazil? How is Chiang Mai? And how do you make all this money to travel. That's going to be the topic for today. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> or give me, just give me a three second summary. <laughs> three seconds. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's complicated. Like my life is weird, man. Because I first went to um, the Philippines, got an internship there. And then I went to Japan. I got a scholarship. So I traveled around a lot before coming here. And after the Japanese collapse, I quit my job, went back to Brazil, started building online businesses. So basically now I have money because of this online income. So Marcus is known as the Tim Ferriss of Brazil. How did you get that that name? I have no clue, man. Like it's complicated because I think I was one of the first Brazilian guys to do the four hour work week, uh, actually like building products, automating traffic and outsourcing the customer service thing. And, and that, that's weird because like I'm trying to meet more people like that, but they are normally freelancers traveling or they're mm-hmm. tourists. You mean guys from Brazil and that, that, that actually do travel, I'm sure. Yeah. Most of the country, they, they stay in Brazil. Yeah. It's probably not, you know, because it's a beautiful country, right? It's a nice country, and, and the girls are awesome. <laughs> so we'll talk about more uh, Brazilian bikinis uh, later in this episode. <laughs> but, I mean, so how do you like it out here in Thailand? That's the thing. Like, we can choose where we want to live, right? Because, and just, just to, to be honest here, like, in the beginning, it's hard, man. Like, building a business from scratch is hard. There's, like, a lot of insecurities. People are not going to support you. So when I was building my business back in Brazil, building the graduateinjapan.com, where I sell a, a guide to people to study in Japan, um, like, everybody said I would fail. You know, like, it doesn't work. That's bullshit. So you got to be really strong to do that. So, like, start building businesses, start making income, and then I have a place to choose, right? So... A lot of friends are saying, oh, Thailand is awesome. So I got uh, volunteer work to, to, in Bangkok to plant trees. That's nice. And you know what? I want to talk a little bit more about your book. So it's graduateinjapan.com. And what it is, is basically, I can't pronounce this, this city, but it's for people who want to go to Monbu Aka Saku. So? <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? Yeah, that's the name of this scholarship. It's a scholarship given by the Japanese government for students to go to Japan and study master's, PhD, or research. So the scholarship's called Mombukakusho, or Mombusho Scholarship. So basically what I said, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> same, same, but different. Uh, okay, and so people... I mean, and you, you got the scholarship when you went yeah. to, to Japan. And what exactly is the scholarship? Like, what do you get for it? Yeah, so um, that's the long uh, selection. And in, to go to the Japanese embassy or consulate in your country, and they're going to test you on, like, your English or Japanese. Um, you need to give a research proposal. You need to contact uh, doctors, professors in Japan to get acceptance. So it's a, it's a very hard scholarship to get. So I got it, and after all my experience in Japan, I took my master's in Japan, a lot of people were asking me more about it. So what I did was, instead of just writing about my experience, I surveyed 210 people that passed 
on the scholarship. So I plot their profiles, like how many uh, papers they published before, if they worked before, okay. so people can adapt their profile to be more successful to get the scholarship. So somebody gets a scholarship, I mean, how much, like, what is that worth? How much money is that actually worth? Um, they give you a round trip flight from your country to Japan. Okay, nice. They give you a monthly allowance of $1,600 mm-hmm. and you can, you're hosting university, like it's, it's cheaper. So basically I was saving $500 a month with the scholarship in Japan. That's a lot of money. I mean, over a couple, the course of a couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah, it's normally like two years then it can extend for PhD, but yeah, it's one of the best universities in the world. One of the best scholarships in the world. You know, I'm, I'm taking a look at the site right now and I'm, it's, I mean, so the people listening to this podcast aren't necessarily going to want to go to Japan to do their master program. It's, you know, this isn't really the, the scope of uh, <laughs> the people listening to this. But what I think is really cool is you, there are tons of people who would love to go to Japan to do their master's program. And they would love to be able to go and have it paid for, you know, for a free flight and have, you know, basically free money every month. So if you were, you know, one of these people and you found this site, Graduate in Japan, and you saw there's all this information on, on how you can have a much better chance of, of getting the scholarship. And then you look, look down and it's only $29. You're like, well, of course I'm gonna buy this book. And so what I want people at home listening to this to understand is the, the things that you've been through personally that you think can help other people, that is a business. I mean, that is, an, that is the best online business is if you had a lot of struggle trying to figure out something for yourself and you made it, and then you have access to other people who made it as well, that is such a good product. And you know what, for $32 to the person buying it, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Cause it's, you know, I mean, actually I think it's a little bit too cheap. Um, but for, you know, for you, I mean, you, you know, it's passive now, right? I mean, do yeah. you have to like, is, is it, how much, how much time do you actually have to spend on, on this site now every week? Um, I don't spend much time, but maybe if someone sends a message, but normally they don't, they just buy it. So maybe every week, maybe 20 minutes, 10 minutes or less. Okay. I'm actually curious, why is it so cheap? Is it like a monthly rebuild or is that just the price? Is it just $30? That's the price. I couldn't make it more expensive, but at the same time, like I, I don't want like, it's for students, right? So yeah. like, I don't want to make it more expensive for them. And I really want to help more people with, you know, like going to Japan, because like Japan is expensive, man. Yeah. If you go by yourself, it's gonna be really expensive. And this scholarship like helped me opening my, my world in terms of how educated they are, you know, how everything works, how respectful and how committed they are to development. You know, for me it was, it was amazing. You know, and it's cool that you're, you know, you're basically sharing this with other people, because I'm 100% sure that if somebody was in this, you know, in this situation where they wanted to go to the city to get this, the scholarship, they would look at your site and it looks beautiful. I mean, you basically, you guys, what you can do, you can look at his site and then you can just get ideas on what is a good <laughs> website. <laughs> you know, it has a really nice box cover. So even though it's an ebook, it makes it look like it's a really high, you know, high expensive packaging. You know, it's almost like if you go to Starbucks, the coffee at Starbucks is, you know, it's just coffee, yeah. right? It's not necessarily better than a lot of other coffee. It's it's okay coffee. It's you know it's decent, but the packaging makes it look really expensive, really nice. Same yeah. with their cookies and their salads and everything. Uh, that's one that, that I do like in all my businesses. Like I try to have the best graphical presentation um, skills or ability on it because you know like everything you do is is your face, is your touch. Mm-hmm. So like how you want to be remembered, like with a crappy website or someone that actually put time and effort to build something that looks 
uh, high profile. But the, the thing with the scholarship was because if you search on the guidelines on how to get scholarship, they are so broad. They're like extremely broad. And nobody knows exactly uh, what are the selection requirements on people. They just say like, oh, you need to have like amazing grades. You need okay. to, to you know, like be very smart. But at the same time, like they don't know what it is. So, I mean, so basically it, it gives people the information that's hard to find out there. So for the, the guys listening at home and you're thinking, why is Johnny spending so much time talking about this city that he can't pronounce and nobody's actually going to go to? It's not because I want you guys to buy this book so you can go to this, you know, to go to a master's program. I'm not, I'm actually kind of against uh, going to school. <laughs> um, and more of that later. <laughs> uh, it's because I want you guys to use this as an example of what is, you know, what's a, what's an ebook or a program that you guys can make yourself that is going to add value to other people. You know, if you've ever tried to search for information for something, uh, I mean, for, the easiest example is a visa to Thailand. There's tons of people that always ask about these constantly changing laws and how to get these visas in Thailand. And there's forms. There's like ThaiVisa.com, you know, which is a good form. But at the same time, if somebody had an ebook on, you know, this is, you know, the everything you need to know in one place, uh, for, and you will have the visas you need and never have to worry about it, I'm sure a lot of people would buy it. Exactly. And sometimes not even... Uh, having like everything they need to know in one book but sometimes it's about the author you know about you because lately on my other business uh, a lot of people they want to buy from me even though they have the same information from other guys mm. is on being extremely legit and honest about what it is and w what you're selling and how you're selling too because a lot of people they just want to make money with like crappy products right so if you're going to build something try to put maximum effort towards something that you know people are going to be pleased of having you know, I've, I've met a couple of guys uh, who I'm not friends with, but, you know, they I've met them through friends of friends of friends and they are constantly putting out new books or products every month. And it's because every time they do, you know, and they market it correctly, people will buy it. And then it gets a bad reputation because it sucks. And instead of them, you know, making the product better, what they do is they just put out another product <laughs> that mm -hmm. promising another thing. And you know, they, they get it as well, but that's never been what I wanted to do. If I'm going to put something out, I want it to be my heart and soul. I want it to be good and evergreen, you know, and, and that's a term that means basically my goal is I, the reason why I never do launches for any of my products, for example, so I have something called optimized like a boss and it's a e-commerce, e uh, conversion video training course. If you have a dropshipping store, especially when you have a Shopify store, the only marketing I've ever done for it is I've sent one email. And the reason why I did that is because I, I was thinking, you know what, enough people are going to buy it this first email launch, then they're going to basically be the ones who test it. And based on them, I'm going to see what works, what people like, what they want, want added. And then I can basically add more value to it. So actually from that very first day when, when I sent it out, I realized, I was like, you know what, this isn't enough. I need to add more value to it. So I actually went in, recorded four more videos of the topics that people actually really wanted. And now it continues to, to make sales, even though we do zero marketing for it because it has a good reputation and positive word of mouth, which is the exact opposite of people launching multiple products that they don't really believe in. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like the way that you, that you do things. Yeah, that's true. And especially if it's your first version of a product, that's one of the strategies that I use too. It's like, just sell for, for way cheaper than, than the competitors. Yeah just to get some people and normally it's like a limited amount of people like 50 people so you can have like Google Hangouts get more tips and feedbacks to improve it that's what it calls like product iteration you know like um, 
Google had the penguin, the panda, now we're gonna come the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and Mac has like lion, mountain lion, maverick. Okay. So you gotta be interacting and getting feedbacks to improve your product, especially if it's information products. Yeah, I like it. And that's the, the mistake that people read at the Ferris book and they just, they're like, oh, it doesn't work because my sales are decreasing over time. Like, of course, because if you have a lot of affiliates, they're gonna be competing and trying to get discounts from you. And you know, like it's very easy for someone else to try to copy your stuff online while so that's the, keeping the iterations and making just the best affiliates with you gonna help you out in like one or two years online passive income well one thing i used to dream about i mean i almost felt like i want to build a business or i want to have a product that it will always do well forever and you know even if it didn't grow i want it to be maintained like so let's say i was making 600 dollars a month from something i want to be able to make 600 dollars a month from it forever and now I think about it, you know, that's it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, you can't expect that ever without making more changes to things, updating them, you know, making things better. Uh, and you have to always constantly be innovating and making new things. So I, I do believe that it is good to come up with, you know, new products or, or new projects, uh, but not every month. <laughs> yeah, like, just make the first ones better. Like the. the better the quality is, especially if it's cheaper, people are gonna buy from you, mm -hmm. they're gonna be very grateful, gonna have the word of mouth and everything's gonna scale from there. Well, one thing about um, being cheapest, it does work initially, I think that's a great way to get started, but I really try to stay away from the price war game uh, in the long run. So what I personally do, especially for my e-commerce stores, where a lot of times we're selling kind of similar products to, to other people. So let's say that, you know, there's 20 different authorized dealers for a product, I'm one of them. If I just lower my price, what's gonna happen is someone else is gonna lower the price, and then I'm gonna have to lower my price, and it's just gonna end up being this war down to the map policy, which is the minimum advertised price, and then nobody makes any money. Uh, so what I like to do instead is, I like to just match whatever the lowest price is, and that way I'm not, you know, I'm saying, hey, look, if you want to play price war, I'm gonna I'm gonna be forced to keep matching you, but I'm not gonna undercut you for no reason. Yeah. And then second, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to add value by making each you know product page as descriptive as possible. Uh, try to include little free bonuses here and there. Try to uh, make you know give them trust and incentive to buy from me versus someone else. You know, basically just offer a better product, even though the actual the core product itself might be the same, but the delivery of it or, you know, around it. And sometimes literally the delivery of it yeah. is going to be better. Um, so you're, I'm looking at the other side right now. Liberdoptical digital. <laughs> Uh, dot com. Oh, I need to have an English version of this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you say how do you say this? Uh, libertação digital. It's like digital freedom okay. in Portuguese. Yeah, I'm gonna have one in English in the future. I'm gonna have some products for the English market. But this is beautiful as well. And you know, it's even though I can't read any of this, <laughs> I can tell it's well laid out. You have good graphics, good photos, and it actually what it does is it reminds me that. Um, my sites kind of look like crap. You gotta change yours, bro. Yeah, and uh, Marcus actually had told me this morning, he's like, your, your sites look like crap. Um, I'm almost a little embarrassed now, so I might try to migrate over. But one of the reasons why johnnyfd.com looks really basic is because I never intended it to be a business. You know, it was always a way for me to share what's going on in my life uh, with my friends and family. And the only reason why I talk about business so much now is because I'm so interested in location dependent business, because that's just my passion, and my hobby. Before, if you look on the, you know, if you look back on it, I was talking about things like Muay Thai or scuba diving or travel. I mean, there's 10 weeks straight where I'm just talking about what I did in Cambodia and had nothing to do with business at all. 
Uh, so that's kind of the reason. But at the same time, I think you were right when you mentioned earlier, you said, even, you know, if someone's going to come to your site, you might as well make it as beautiful and as possible for them. Yeah, more attractive as possible because, you know, so, sometimes when, like when you go out, like everybody's going to judge you the first instance, right? So like, why not to make the first impression better for them? And also it's a proof of credibility, like Apple does it, you mm -hmm. know, like all their the products are beautiful. And after you can position yourself in a higher place where your products are more expensive as well. But things that I love about your sites, like it's you, you know, you're not trying too hard, like you're just showing your life and sharing with people that like it. And sometimes it's not about how many people you have following you, but it's how how many, what's the quality of those people that, how much they really like you? Because sometimes you have like 10 people that access your website and one really likes it. I read to be with one that really likes and having 10 people accessing you, like nine think that's all right, you know? I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, people ask me all the time, they're like, how many page views do you get per month or how many downloads do you get a month? And the reason why I never know, I mean, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Sometimes people are like, oh, have you never heard of Google Analytics? <laughs> I have it installed and, you know, I will look at it once in a blue moon, like once every three months or so. But the reason why I don't really care about it that much is I like to, I judge my how popular something is getting by how many comments uh, people leave on it, how many people share it, how many people mention it on Twitter, um, how many iTunes ratings we get, things like that. And to me, I'd rather have 10, you know, people that really have changed their lives versus you know a ten thousand people who just read something and, and didn't take action with it i mean the fact that i have people that show up to pun space almost on a weekly basis now uh, who recognize me and say hey johnny thank you you know you were at least a big part in my decision to come out here uh that makes me know it's all worth it and that you know the the quality of, of viewers i have the quality of listeners uh i appreciate you guys and i want you guys to succeed dude that's awesome they that said that and, and that's amazing because like sometimes when you're doing like a podcast or interview and stuff and some people they just don't realize like how powerful it is that you just want to share our lives because we know that some people are trapped maybe not in a job but maybe even in their bubble in their head that you know they cannot do stuff they cannot travel and a few days ago like one guy was adding like adding me on on facebook and he was my client like three years ago on my on like digital business school that i have uh, in brazil and he and he was like dude like you were like I, I blame you it's like what what are you blaming me for no for like changing my mind and trying <laughs> to be more entrepreneur and travel so that's really awesome like we don't know how we're gonna touch some people but like sometimes it just happens and like showing uh, your face your voice out there you, you know like every, everybody has something valuable so if you're still like hiding yourself like it's not a time to hide. It's a time to, to show with great content, like caring about other people, and then everything starts happening to you. It's amazing. You know, while we're on this topic, I want to give a shout out to some of the people who who constantly are interacting on, on Twitter, uh, favoriting, you know, or retweeting my tweets. Uh, Rob Garange, uh, we have a guy named JC, uh, Charles Cooper, uh, Matt Ward, uh, Casey Knapp, and, you know, this guy named Phil, who did, who <laughs> I like the hashtag sharing awesome. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of cool people who I've never met in person yet, but you know, they are like they're the people who this podcast is for. You know, people like that who 
not only listen and, and hopefully take action with a lot of these things, but also inspire enough to want to share it with their friends. So, you know, big thank you to all, to all of you guys who, you know, are constantly, you know, leaving reviews or sharing, just sharing with your friends and family. I and mean, this is how it grew. I mean, I, I've literally done zero advertising or marketing for Travel Like a Boss. And, you know, someone had asked me how, how it became so popular. And I said, I shared it on my Facebook. And that was it. <laughs> and it just grew virally because people liked it. And, and, I, and I firmly believe that internet marketing does work. I mean, there's ways to write good sales copy, uh, you know, to, you know, to, you know, basically do marketing. But at the same time, if you have good content, it shares itself. So I think it's a, it's a nice balance between the two. Yeah, I think it was last time I was, I was here in Chiang Mai, I was talking to Josh and Joe, mm -hmm. and I just liked the, the, the way they're, they're putting their package, like the badass blogging or um, just like screw the nine to five because it's putting your personality into the business you know like when you're putting like your face your pictures like it's your personality and nobody can copy that yeah and that's way more powerful than having like all this shady um, sales letters they promising way too much you know like when you when people see that you're honest you know even if the price is higher they're gonna buy from you you know some might not buy because you know like for other stuff but like a few people they, they're gonna buy from you and you know refund rates go go lower you know because it's not shady it's yeah. it's like you and you're gonna be honest with what's going on there well speaking of refund rates for so for optimize like a boss when we first sent out the email we got tons of sales just because people wanted to buy something and uh you know and really just because i never really marketed anything before i'm just like well this is besides my ebook you know which is only 10 bucks anyways this is like my first product so tons of people actually bought it and then we got some refunds right away and i was it freaked me out because i was thinking i was like oh my god you know, they, um, you know, it's like maybe this product's not good enough. Maybe it's not what people want. And then I just, I realized after that, I was like, you know what? It's because it's the marketing is too good for it. Like we had, a, you know, it had a nice clean page and had nice, you know, like a nice video and it didn't really screen people enough. So I actually re-recorded that initial video and basically told people not to buy it unless they, you know, had this, this, and this in place already. So it was basically before it was kind of like, all right, you know, Hey, I want to teach you guys how to optimize you know, your stores and make more money selling online. And then the second video, I was like, look guys, don't buy this unless you actually have a store already. You know, if, if you don't know anything about dropshipping, you don't know anything about e-commerce, you don't even have a Shopify store set up, go to AntonMethod.com, learn from that guy. That's cause that's who I learned from. And then once you start either start making sales or, you know, you get stuck and want more guidance, uh, or if you want to start optimizing, you know, like you're getting visitors, but people aren't buying and you're wondering why, then sign up for Optimize Like a Boss. And what happened was initially sales went down. You know, instead of going from, you know, three, four sales a day, it started going to one a week. But what had happened was the the refund rate went from very high to almost none. So almost no one ever refunds it anymore because the people who buy it, you know, are qualified and they actually get a lot from it. And not only do they not refund it, but they also recommend it to people, which is nice. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, it depends on how much you want to compromise your... Um like the profit they were making. Like sometimes we can make more sales and rates are, are higher, but at the same time we can make more money. But hey, it depends on, on how honest you want to be, man, and how, how you want to be remembered by other people. Because, you know, like money is really important, but you know, like it's not everything because some people make money in very shady ways. I have no clue how they sleep at night. So, you know, it depends on your profile too. If you want to be really aggressive, you know, like just don't mention my name, probably don't mention Johnny FD's name that you learned stuff from us 
But like, if you want to be like more genuine and honest, like like go ahead. It's pretty pretty cool. Even though you no know, sales might drop a little bit, but the people they're gonna buy from you, they really like you, and they're gonna probably buy more from you in the future. So you've met a lot of people kind of traveling around the world that have online businesses that actually work, that are legitimate and actually make money. Like, what are some 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 examples of of things because for me the you know the the two basically the, i would say the two things that made me money is writing the ebook which is the travel guide 12 weeks in thailand and my all my job shipping stores uh but for you and also the people you met what are some things that actually have worked okay um i'm gonna say for myself first i have like graduate in japan i have this libertaciondigital.com where like a lot of people are asking about so many training courses i'm licensing uh an email marketing course to sell in Brazil from one of the guys here that not, I cannot say who, who he is. Um, a copywriting course in Brazil, I have my own course coming right now. I have a seminar back in Brazil to host. I have, I'm building a team, a customer service team to help digital entrepreneurs. Um, a membership platform that I'm building, like this is like crazy. And from other people that I know, there's Chris Kirkland, um, has a website, Hobo CEO but his main um, platform is artweb.com where he helps artists to sell sculptures and it's like integrated with PayPal. It's, it's a pretty cool website. Uh, yeah, I met the guy in, in Vietnam. He was a cool guy. Uh, and what's really funny about him is, you know, he has long beard, kind of looks like a, like a stuff hobo, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I see his apartment and then he's living in, in like a baller suite. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a hobo. <laughs> Yeah, I met the guy in Japan when I quit my job and, and I was lost and he was there, right? I said like, dude, okay, so like you do online business, right? He said, yeah, like I do. Okay, like, dude, like give me some guidance in the beginning. I haven't read for our work week. I was lost. And he was like, dude, you're smart, man. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, but, but that emotional support is very, very important. It is. It really is. You know, a lot of people don't trust you, but like having someone that trusts you makes a lot of difference. So yeah, there's that guy that I met way before I started building businesses. In Brazil, like most of the big players in Brazil, they know me or I know them, or we hang out together in very different kind of needs, like losing weight programs, about getting more traffic. There's one guy in Brazil, he has 180 million views on his websites last year. It's insane. Wow. So seduction pick up like, like so many. And platforms, I don't know that many people that are building platforms. I know one guy in Brazil too, but he has like um, WordPress plugins and is selling really well. But internationally, I think like, I don't know many though. I know like you, Anton, mm-hmm. McIntyre and some other guys. And you know, what's nice about this podcast is all the people that I've interviewed are making money online. And that's actually a requirement. To be, to be honest, I get a lot of people who ask me to be on the show and I you know kind of politely say, oh yeah, you know, maybe in the future one day, but it's because they're not they haven't figured it out figured it out yet and the whole point of this podcast is to interview people who have figured it out so they can guide you in the, the right way i don't want people who you know have a great idea and haven't actually implemented it themselves yet you know there's got you know and that's actually kind of a pet peeve i have I, you know i met some people who you know teach like let's say um you know how to use pinterest to to get people to you know pinterest marketing course and i don't know if they've ever actually made made, made any money for themselves in, the, in their own business you know and especially using that platform that that's how they make money is teaching other people how to market through something like pinterest but i'm like well you know what have you done it yourself you know like i would not feel comfortable teaching people about drop shipping unless i've taught unless i've actually made money in drop shipping myself i would never have an e-commerce business you know business 
program if I haven't made money in e-commerce myself. And there's plenty of people out there who that is their business. <laughs> is, yeah. And you know, I try not to say anything about it. Um, you know, and, and I'm not gonna give any names, but it's just, to me, it, it, it bothers me. I'm like, you know what? And, and that's why they're not on, on the show. So you guys can believe that anyone who's been on the Child Like a Boss show has made money online doing something legitimate uh, and from a wide variety of, of people. I mean, there's like dentists and doctors and, you know, and people who have all sorts of random businesses who have been on the show. That's interesting that you said that because um, in Brazil, a lot of people are inviting me for those online congress where they give a webinar every, like three webinars a day with a different uh, presenter. And like people invite me a lot to, to go to this record presentation and, and people are gonna see me there. So like there's this girl and she, she has a PhD in social uh, sciences. And I was really honored because she said, you know what, like I wanted to be on the closing date of this um, online congress. And I was really honored because there's one of the biggest foundation, educational foundations in Brazil was out also in this, the last day. And her email, when she sent, like, I almost cried. She was saying, like, you know what? If you're going to teach something, like, just don't teach. Like, live it. You know, inspire people by example. It's not like just lying. You're not a politician here. You're someone that's, what you're sharing, it's your life somehow. So even though if you don't make, like, as much money and you want to go into this niche, you know, be honest. You know, like, I'm making $200 a month and it's fine. Like, people are going to believe you or trust you way more because you're being honest with, with everybody. And, you know, here's the thing is a lot of those numbers that people throw out there, it's bullshit. It, they're inflated, you know. They it's sound bullshit. like these crazy numbers. And the thing is, it's nice to dream big and eventually get there, but it also makes it a little bit unrealistic. You don't need to make $10,000 a month to live in Thailand. You, you can live here on $600 a month. You can live here very comfortably for $1,000 a month. I mean, we're sitting in my apartment, like, and I pay $216 a month for this. That's a nice place here. Yeah, and I don't need anything else. You know, and like, I, I really don't. I, actually, I, I can afford to live in a lot nicer place, but I'm right behind fun space. I mean, how close are we to the office? It is, even <laughs> like, I, I talk to, to people and, and like, do you always think like, oh, like super rich, gonna be like, like expending money on every stuff, like everywhere. And I say like, dude, can you see my, my jeans? It's the only pants that I have. <laughs> and that's enough for me because it's hot here, right? Like I don't need you more don't need than it. one. Yeah. And I mean, we walked here, you know, it was actually kind of stupid. I, I, I didn't, I left my sandals <laughs> at a pond space so close. And I didn't realize it's so hot right now in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, so I'm probably gonna wear another pair of sandals back. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah, like about the inflated numbers, like there's, they have like this big launches in Brazil right now, right? Like this guy making like $1 million in seven days. Guys, it's not seven days. Yeah. Like, like just it's, pay it. It's like a lot of work. It's a process. What is season? It event. might be six months of planning for that. It is. It is. And then uh, what they say is like, oh, we made like $600,000 or like $1 million. The thing is like, they don't count refund rates. They don't count advertising. They don't count affiliate commissions. Uh, they don't count if they have partners, they need to split the, the profit. So like, just be aware of that stuff. And you know, like uh, I'm tired, man, of this kind of marketing, you know, like, it's weird. It's weird. But I think it's because that's what people want to see. That's what people want to hear. It's, I mean, it's the exact same reason why people drive expensive cars that they have leased, that they don't actually own. They have these, you know, nice big houses that they don't own. They have a mortgage for it. And, it's, and they want to show that they're doing well. They want to be able to live that life, you know, that they're doing well. But in reality, they, ha they don't actually own any of it yet. And it's a very hard, it's very hard 
You know, I mean, like, let's say I go back to the U.S. right now and I want to buy a house. I can't afford to buy a big four-bedroom house in San Francisco. That's, you know, like a way over a million dollars. I cannot afford that. I don't have a million dollars, right? What can I actually afford? I can afford to buy a condo in Texas, right? You know, some are cheap. You know, I can afford to buy a $50,000 house in cash. And that's it. You know, and that's not a big house. That's, you know, if anything, people look at me and they're like, oh man, that's all you can afford. You know, you must be pretty poor. But in reality, most people that have a $400, you know, $400,000 house can't afford it. You know, they put down $50,000 on a down payment, right? And they're making these payments per month and paying interest on it. So if anything, they're actually poorer than a guy who just owns a small one bedroom condo that outright. Yeah, I think like a lot of people that they're having very weird values nowadays, you know, they, they judge you from like what you wear or what you're driving or your house and that's bullshit. You know, I think people are going to be smarter to the point that, you know, if my country is really expensive or Brazil like is really violent and the corruption is extremely high, it's just retarded how things are in Brazil, you know, we're going to have the option to live anywhere, you know, like here in Thailand, if you pay a uh, $50,000 in an apartment is a really cool apartment of swimming pool, like share swimming pool and stuff. So I, I think it's going to be a huge revolution very soon that people are going to realize that, you know, even in America, like, oh, I want to be showing like how much money I have. Like, like, come on, people. I mean, you know, and it's nice that a lot of people are starting to realize, you know what, maybe it's a waste just to go out and spend $100 every weekend on a bar tab you know, or opening bottles of champagne yeah. just to try to show off to some girls who, you know, who may or may not even be impressed by it, yeah. uh, you know, versus having legitimate income, legitimate savings. And you know what? And just realizing it's like, I'd rather spend my money on experiences. And I think a lot of people listening to this feel the same way where, you know, if you, if you're going to spend a thousand dollars, you might as well buy a plane ticket to Paris versus buying a, you know, a Louis Vuitton handbag. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling is the best investment you can do. But yeah, the, the thing is that most people, they're expending money they might don't have to impress people they don't like with <laughs> stuff they don't need. Yeah, it's, it's true. It really is true. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think like we're in a moment where everybody needs like to reflect what they want to be in life and especially for your kids you're going to be a role model for your kids you know you're going to be like spending money around of course money is important you got to save it for the future for their education for you know any emergencies that come but how you want to raise them how you want to see like the next generations like imagine like everybody thinks like oh wolf of, wolf of wall street so cool right like it is a I don't cool wanna, movie i love the movie but i don't want to live that life yeah but i don't want a kid like that you know, yeah. like with drugs and doing like crazy stuff. I want him to have the most experience and abilities and like learn more more languages and be able to be capable and self-sufficient in the world, not in only one country. You know, it's funny is in uh, episode, I don't know, it's, it's a long time ago, one of these episodes, uh, I would say episode 28 is the vacation like a boss episode. I announced that I'm going to try to compete with Dan Brazilian's uh, Instagram. I, I didn't even have an Instagram at that time. I think I just started it a few weeks ago. And this guy has, how many followers does this guy have? Wow. 1,800,000. Yeah, 1.8 million. And this guy's a multi-millionaire. That he, he got all his money from his, uh, his parents and from poker. Lives in a mansion. Uh, all his photos are of, of him, uh, hot girls in bikinis, uh, cleaning his pool. You know, his, his, all his gun collection mermaids you know 
like his all of his crazy sports cars, you know, stacks of money. He has a private jet, you know, all this cool stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna compete with this guess this guy's uh, Facebook. I mean, uh, his Instagram. So my Instagram is Instagram.com/slash Johnny FDK, and it is nowhere like that. And I realized I tried for a little bit. I was like, okay, <laughs> I even have a picture uh, that that's similar to his cat because my cousin has a cat that's him. But you know, at the same time, I look at it. I'm like, you know what? It's this isn't really me. This is cool stuff, a cool photos I've taken pictures of. So, you know, I'm quite proud of it because there are a lot of those experiences, places I've been, you know, things I've done. But in reality, you know, just the things I've done don't make me who I am. And, you know, these are cool photos to look at. You know, I think people enjoy looking at them and it's inspiring and I enjoy looking at them as well. But in reality, what really makes me happy isn't being able to buy, buy these cool things. It's being able to to really just genuinely enjoy my life. And, and, and you know, so I, I do believe that we do need to make money and we need to make a lot more money than the base amount to settle. You know, somebody asked me a comment the other day. They said, hey, you know, I wanted to buy your book, the 12 Weeks of Thailand book, uh, but I see that you're not living on a budget anymore. Does this mean that this, that book isn't legitimate? And I said, no, it's, it's absolutely legitimate. That's what I did for four years. And it was a great stepping stone to the life I have now. I don't want everyone else taking four years to learn what I learned, but it's awesome to do for three months, six months, or a year when you're starting out. If you're unhappy at your current situation back in Brazil or back in the US, leave it. Come here, bootstrap, live as cheap as possible, you know, uh, take people scuba diving, you know, do Muay Thai, do all these things. I mean, I've literally fought like killers to get paid $60, you know? And to me, that $60 was a lot of money at the time, and I needed that. I, you know, I fought these guys, not only for the experience, but also because I needed the money. And, I, and I, it was the only way I can get to train at these gyms for free is if you fight for them. If you're, if you're part of their, their team, you know, they waive the, the tuition. And I couldn't afford the $300 a month to train there, so that was part of the deal. Now, I never want to do that again. I want to be able to afford to just pay $300 and not you know, put myself in these situations, but I don't regret it. I mean, for those four years, I had so many experiences and I've learned and grown so much from that. And that's why I still promote the book and say, you know what, hey, read this. But then after you're done reading that, you know, and you've, you're, you're, you know, you've lived here for a while on a budget, then follow my, what I'm doing now and hopefully you can get to this point as well. That's awesome that you shared that. It's really, really cool because, you know, sometimes we have like a lot of ebooks, a lot of training courses like out there. But the things like some some ebooks are for specific people on a specific moment on their lives, right? And that's a cool thing. Like nowadays we have information, have options. Before didn't have that. You know, before it didn't even have internet, we didn't have like as many information as we have right now from people that have done stuff before. And the cool thing that you shared that about not, you know, like not selling. Um, when I started my business too, like I, I quit my job in, in Japan. I got, I went back to Brazil, and I got the money from uh, the Japanese pension that we pay the, the, the taxes there, and they give it back. So I have around like a thousand dollars, thousand five hundred dollars, and I was really scared. To, and I got to a point that you know, if I'm gonna build a business, I know that this money is gonna finish, and I need to to buy food and stuff. So I was fishing every day at six in the morning wow. to to have food and so like I was stacking my fish fish on my fridge like it's hard to tell this story very like I, I don't like telling them but you know like the beginning might, might be tough you know and that's you need to have resilience keep going you know try get the best information out there and implement them 
And th that's the way after people are gonna say like, wow, like you're always successful. And no, like the mentality is successful. That's why you can create more stuff. And at the same time, like I don't wanna go back to the same place I was before when you were like fighting for $6. Like I don't wanna go back where I had to go fishing at six in the morning to, to have like food and feel more comfortable. But you know what, that struggle and you pushing yourself through that, that's how you develop into who you are today and the success that you have today. So you've earned all that success, yeah. you know? And you. if you, you know, if no one's ever struggled through that, I'm actually, I remember my, my parents said to me this time when I was just back in the US uh, last week and I think it was my mom, she said to me, you know, you've never really, and she said in Chinese, so it's, it's a lot deeper there, but it basically means you've never tasted the hardships you know, of, of struggle. And I, and I said to her, I said, mom, that I've, I've literally climbed mountains. And she, at first she said, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same as being poor and being broke. And I didn't want to say to her that I was in that situation. I was poor and broke. And I, I, you know, I basically had, had to pick coins out of, out of, you know, my couch and, you know, look, look, look around for 10 baht coins just to be able to eat for a while. Because I was in that situation before I started making money and I didn't want to go home. And I was like, this, this is what I have to do. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but when I first started building my, my e-commerce businesses, my laptop broke and I had, you know, and I was like, well, I have to do this because I have two months of savings. And if I don't make enough, start making money, I'm screwed. There's, I don't have a plane ticket home. I'm screwed. So I borrowed a laptop. Uh, and you know, and I'm, there's a guy at Pun Space who just happened to have a second, he just bought a brand new MacBook Air, you know, and he had this old laptop that he didn't, you know, he wasn't even using anymore. So, you know, I asked him and I was like, Hey, you know, is, is it okay if I use it today? And the next day I was like, Hey, is it okay if I, if I use it again today? And after a while he said, he said to me, he's like, you know what, dude, just, just take us for as long as you want. Like, I don't need it. You know, he's like, I don't care about it. And to him, it didn't matter at all. Cause he was making a lot of money online already. Uh, and second, you know, he had a brand new MacBook Air. So what the hell would you want this old crappy PC for? But to me, it meant so much. And I told him a lot later. I don't think he realized how desperate I was. And I later on, six months later, I said, Cameron, you know, I really appreciate you letting me your laptop. And he's like, dude, it wasn't a big deal. And I said, you know, it wasn't a big deal to you, but it was a big deal to me. And that's why this time that I'm back from the US, I brought this thing. I brought my old Dell laptop, not because I need it, but because if anyone ever is in that situation where they are struggling out here, they have a, their laptop is in the shop or it's broken or got stolen, I want to be able to just let people borrow it. So if anyone ever needs it, just come by Pun Space. I'm happy to let you use it. Wow. Wow. Dude, that, that's so cool, man. And I think it's also the, the mentality, you know, because um, sometimes uh, we become entrepreneurs and we get more sensitive about life. So like giving something away, sometimes if you don't need it, it's the best thing that you can do. You know, all the places I go and travel, like I leave stuff, I leave like shoes for other people because, you know, we get like detached and it might mean a lot more for the person who is receiving. So that that's a cool thing. You guys, if you guys can come here and meet, meet this dude, like he's a cool guy, man. You guys going to have a great time with Johnny. I appreciate it. You know, and you know, almost probably on a weekly basis now, I get messages on Twitter or on Facebook from people who are coming out here. Uh, actually, uh, just today at lunch, uh, I met two guys, uh, Cody and his, uh, Casey, sorry, Casey Knapp and his friend, Josh Voigt, who just moved out here from San Diego. And just, you know, they just messaged me on, on Twitter. They said, hey, you know, we're gonna, you know, we just moved into town. Um, you know, do you wanna grab coffee or grab lunch? So we had lunch. And what these guys are out here doing is they are, trying to get into the Bitcoin market 
you know, they're, they're developing kind of software behind it. And, you know, it's complicated. I don't really understand it, but they know that it's going to take them, you know, six months, eight months, a year to even, you know, hope to see profit from it. If real, in the reality, it's a long-term strategy where, you know, if as long as they can keep themselves afloat, you know, over the next year or two, they're happy. So they asked me, they said, you know, Johnny, you know, we're thinking about doing dropshipping as a side income, you know, that we can start getting right away to be able to fund this lifestyle. He's like, you know, is, he's like, is Anton's method legitimate? And I told them, I said, you know what, if you asked me three, four months ago, I would have, I would have said to you in the beginning when I first did it, because it worked for me, I was 100% sure it worked for everybody. And I said, and I told, literally I told my friends and my family, everyone, I said, look, you know, this course works. I've, I've already made, you know, a couple of thousand dollars from it, it and it's, it's worth it. Just do it. You know, I said 100% do it. But then a couple of months pass and I don't really see any success from my friends who signed up for it. And I started thinking, I was like, you know what? Maybe it doesn't work for everyone. Maybe, you know, they don't pick the right niches. Maybe they don't have the, the skills to do it. You know, maybe they're busy with their jobs. They can't really do it. So then I kind of just stopped mentioning it for a while. But then very recently in the, in the, I'll say the past couple of months, not only are people that, that I've known from before, you know, mentioning now, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, I'm making a thousand dollars a month from it. I'm making two, two or three thousand dollars a month from it. I have people moving out here. Uh, I just got a message from a guy named Ben Finnegan, who I met in Phuket a couple years ago. And he sent me a message, um, when was this? Let's see, about eight months ago. It was, actually, it was November 2013. And he basically said, hey, are you, I'm wondering if you're still looking for someone to handle your customer service calls in the States. I'm free from 7.30 a.m. to 10, 10 p.m., seven days a week, and currently on call in U.S. business hours. Uh, and he basically offered to take my customer service calls for you know six bucks an hour. And I messaged him back and said, Ben, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm going to find someone off of Odesk or off of Craigslist or something instead. And I said, it's because, not that I don't trust you, I know you'll do a good job. I know you actually do a better job than you know, some random you know, house mom that I, I met. But it's because I want you to succeed and I want you to be able to travel. Uh, and I want you to build your own business. I don't want you spending your time picking up my calls. And he didn't respond. That was December 19th, 2013. And just a few days ago, over the weekend, he messaged me saying, hey, after I read that, I spent the last few months with my nose to the grindstone and completed two internship programs. And by January this year, I was able to start bringing in my own dropshipping store to $1,000 a month profit. And though I have all the tools to scale up my business to 5000 5, a month in profit, uh, I've been stuck at the 1K per month range due to extreme cost of living in California and the fact that I'm forced to spend 50 hours a week working a regular job and can't spend time on my dropshipping business. So the great thing is, he decided, he said, you know what, I'm moving out here. So hopefully he'll, well, he, yeah, well, he will be out <laughs> at the end of the month. And uh, hopefully I'll have him on another podcast episode because that to me is a really, really good story. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. yeah. You deserve it, bro. Yeah. And even my other buddy, Adam, who originally, I actually had started a, uh, a dropship store with him that didn't do well, but it was mainly I don't I don't I don't know why. I mean, it was actually it was it was him handling most of it. Uh, I helped him set it up, and then I said, okay, run with it, and it didn't do that well. And he, but what the good thing about it was is he was inspired to start making money online, and he realized he's like, you know what, what skills do I have that I enjoy doing? So we had made a couple sales, uh, but it wasn't killing it. It wasn't enough to 
make him quit his job. So what he did was he started a web consulting business where he would design websites. Cause he's like, well, you know what? It's pretty easy for me to make websites now. I've, I've, you know, I've done it a few times uh, and I can outsource it. So that's what he did. And he quit his job that he hated this you know, crappy sales job. And now months later, he actually just messaged me uh, today. I just had a Skype call, uh, call with him today. And he said, hey, I wanna give you 10% of all the profit of the business uh, because you were the one to help me out with it in the first place. And, you know, I just want to be able to call you once in a while for advice. And I, you know, I, I said to him, I was like, you know, that's really generous. You know, that's, I'd, I'd be happy to help you as much as you can. Dude, that's awesome. You know, cause like sometimes people give you like so much value and they have, and, and they don't get it like how they give the value, right? Like, like the laptop that I gave you, you know, maybe it was an old laptop was not worth that much money, but the value that that was at that moment in time was huge. And there's one of my friends back in Brazil and he was talking about coming to Thailand for seven years now. But that guy, like he helped me a lot, you know, with like struggles, like during the classes, like going out together, like he gave me support on my business in the beginning. And I just realized, you know what, if the guy didn't come in seven years, I'm gonna buy a round trip to take it from Brazil here to him. You know, and people might say like, oh, it's really generous, right? Like it's like $2,000. But dude, like the value that he gave me was way higher than $2,000. It's just value, right? Like money is value too. But you know, like sometimes you gotta make it up. It doesn't need to be with money or whatever, but like make sure that people that you value know that you value them. You know, and the nice thing about money is it, it's, it makes it a lot easier to have these options. Um, you know, just, you know, like for example, even just being able to afford to fly home and see my parents, you know, and, and go to you know go to my cousin's wedding because I know all my family members will be there. You know, that's something that if I didn't want to have to worry about if I, if I was broke. So if I couldn't afford it, I would either just not show up and make everyone you know miss me un uncomfortable, or I'd make my parents uncomfortable by being like, hey, you know, can you pay for this? But instead, not only can I pay for it myself, but also once I get there, I told my parents to say, oh, don't worry about the wedding gift, I'll pay for it. You know, and to them, it shows that not only they don't have to worry about me anymore, and that's probably the biggest gift I can give them is just showing them, hey, don't worry about about me anymore. I can take care of myself. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because you know, like there's like all this mentality, they're like making money is evil or whatever. Well, it comes down to value. Because, it, for example, if you want value from someone, right? Like you need someone to help you out with something, and you know, like you need a graphical design to do something, you have a friend that's a graphical design, like he's gonna feel really uncomfortable if you ask them to do it, right? So like having the financial value, like you can just hire someone to do it for you. So you don't need to be like learning all the skills possible to, to build a business. Although my first business is like, I built everything from scratch, man. And I think we learn a lot from building it. Yeah. You know, and like for, okay, so, <laughs> I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. I don't believe in higher education. <laughs> I don't believe in getting your master's program, your MBA program. And the reason why I don't believe in it is I went to a nice school. I went to University of California, Irvine. I did business management. I did social science. And I graduated with honors. And I honestly didn't learn that much from it. It was a nice experience moving away from, from home. And it was great living you know, the college lifestyle. But I didn't really learn anything practical, especially not in the business classes. And I've, I've known people who have gone back and try to get their MBA and come out, they know nothing, you know, they, they know nothing about business. And they're like, you know, can I be your intern? And I'm like, you just spent how much money on this freaking MBA program and you, and you don't have the skills to start your own business? That's ridiculous, you know? And this last year, you know, right, spending $500 on this training course, I, 
I learned more than you know. I was saying you know the training course itself. I didn't. It's not like I learned everything. It's not like I learned a years worth of things. But that gave me the foundations where I was able to start my business. And because I had a real business, I started learning. Okay, how can I deal with customer service? How can I hire employees and manage employees? How can I do my accounting? You know. So these skills I've learned because of that initial training course. Instead of being, I don't know how much an MBA in the U.S. is. It's probably you know at least twenty thousand dollars or more. You know, I spent 500 bucks on Anton's course, and now not only did I learn all these things, but I've gotten paid to learn it. You know, I've like every day I'm getting paid to learn more things about business. You know, and that's that's why I think it's so much better to just start a business than to go back for more school. Yeah, I, I agree.、Um, I think that like MBAs, they might be very useful if you know exactly what you're gonna learn and how you're gonna use it, right?、Um, Was always my dream to 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 study MBA. I don't know why. You know, like I always liked academia. I was researching. I、uh, was a researcher for like four years or more.、Um, I think like some some things are really valuable. But a lot of people they go to an MBA and they they as I said like they don't learn how to build a business and they don't even want to build a business, man. Because like w- when you're committed to build something, like you just go and you build it. You know. But the thing is like if you can use an MBA in a very strategic way. For example, on、uh, making money in an online business, right? If you want to teach this stuff, just to kill a few objections, you know, like oh, like what kind of qualifications you have, you know, like a lot of people are weird. They're gonna ask you like the toughest questions, like oh, what kind of qualifications you have? Like, yeah, like I have like like a bunch of profitable profitable business. Oh, but can you teach that?、And、like anyone can teach. Like anyone can write a book nowadays. You know, it's not that you're not in the Inquisition where you know, like you're writing books, people are like burning you alive. Like anyone can share the knowledge because everybody's knowledgeable on different areas. You know whether I I do believe that having you know be able to say oh you know I have MBA might help, but I would much rather see someone that actually has a successful business and has a degree. You know,、uh, for example, if you I used to think that you know going to a top league Ivy school was you know the best thing that you could possibly do, and I think those people. Are so driven, they're so smart and so intelligent that even without that degree, they would still do well. And the best thing about going to school like Harvard or Columbia is the networking and the other people you meet. And I used to think that was very exclusive to going to these Ivy schools. But now that I met so many entrepreneurs, I don't believe that's true anymore. I think that with one one hundredth of the money that you know you would spend going to you know one of these top tier schools, you can come to a place like Chiang Mai spend. You know, a hundred and ten dollars a month on your Punchbase membership, and you can meet really good quality people who are successful. You know, and but not just successful, but they're they're happy as well. And I think that's a big difference. Everyone I meet here is in relatively good shape. They're healthy. They're happy. You know, they've seen the world. They travel. They're open-minded. And that's not the case. You know, for everyone. You know, that has an MBA. That's true. Yeah. What I learned here from people is like every everybody's open-minded, and at the same time, like people like to help each other. You know, like. Back home, of course, have like some people that are gonna help you out, but but it's different, you know. Like, do you know you know that building a business, you need to have guts, and you're gonna take some risks. Of course, you can measure the, the risks and the data and the metrics, but it comes down to you know like taking that risk. You know, a lot of people don't do that. Imagine if you're gonna build a business, right? And someone give you the money to start, so like he's taking off the risk from you. You might learn stuff, but if you lose everything, then you cannot restart again because you're gonna be scared because you didn't take the risk. So. Yeah, you're gonna come here. People who are not judgmental, people you know, like are happy and approachable. 
But I think the, the main reason why people here are so helpful to each other is because by you arriving on a plane and you know, saying, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come here and try to make it work, you've already taken the risk. You know, I would love to be able to spend two hours with everyone who emailed me or messaged me helping them with their business or their ideas you know, or their fears, but I don't have time for that. But if you did come and I met you in person, I know already that you're a go-getter, that you are, you know, you've taken the risk already. And then I'm happy to, to spend half an hour, you know, and have lunch with you and, and help you with however I can. And not just me, everyone here. I mean, like, I'm, I'm just, I just happen to have a podcast. <laughs> There's tons of people here who, you know, know more, way more about internet marketing than me, way, you know, know way more about business than I do. And, you know, they're, they're always happy to help. Everyone's super cool about that. Yeah, guys, so just come. Girls too, especially <laughs> the sexy ones. <laughs> yeah. You know what? All right. So before this ends, we have to talk about Brazilian girls. Okay. They're known to be beautiful, uh, the sexiest women in the world. Why are you here in Chiang Mai and not back in Brazil? Um, why are you here and not in Brazil? <laughs> you could be in Brazil, right? I could be in Brazil. But oh, so my answer is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm making embarrassed. Yeah, dude, the things about Brazil is like the girls are cool, like they're sexy, they have like big asses and big <laughs> boobs, and like everybody sees on TV and stuff. But Brazil is just weird in terms of like politics and violence. And, you know, like when I think about it, I don't even want to go back. Because if you come here and like you can walk back home during the night, nothing is going to happen to you. Nothing. Nothing at all. Like in Brazil, like you cannot walk by yourself after 10 p.m because you get scared someone gonna steal from you or you know like kick the shit out of you so that's why like brazil seems like a, a very nice country but it's extremely violent guys so if you go to brazil like, just be careful you know so i used to have brazil on the top of my list and south america in general uh and honestly i don't have a huge desire to go there right now i think i would still enjoy, i would still enjoy it if i went i just don't really have a big reason to go there uh if i was just living in the u.s and i only had choice to go one place you know, I might go there. I might say, okay, let me go check it out for a while, for a few weeks or a month. But as far as right now, I have no desire to actually move there, even though it's beautiful, even though there's cool culture and you know, plenty of beautiful things to see. It's because I haven't even seen all the cool things here. You know, and there's so many beautiful places in Thailand. Like this screensaver that we're looking at, this background, it's, it's not stock. That I took that. I took that picture. Wow. I just happened beautiful. to be sitting there eating lunch, and I was like, "Oh, this would be a nice photo." Wow. Where is it? And this is in Krabi. This is uh, I was doing some rock climbing. It's right, right on these rocks across the corner. Wow. And we just came here on one of these little boats over to uh, to have lunch. That's pretty cool, man. You know, and nobody even believes me that that's that's not a uh, professional background photo that is you know and it's not even uh, edited it's just, that's just the picture i took wow <laughs> and, that's insane guys you know and so you have this and i'll put this picture up uh this is episode 33 just go to the show notes and not only do we have these beautiful places but it's safe here you know i mean everywhere has a little you know it's always gonna have a little bit of danger danger so don't be an idiot especially if you're out drinking late at night but you know in general i mean I would say for every crime that would happen in a place like Brazil or even a place like Los Angeles, even a place like New York, you know, it's the chances of that happening here are so much less. So it's almost, ne you know, negligible. Uh, and second, it's so much cheaper here. Way, way much. And, and it's weird. Like we have the lifestyle here is cool. Like it's cheaper. You can ride, rent bikes, jet skis, go to amazing beaches, 
you know, have cheap food and delicious food. And at the same time, you just don't need to worry that much as someone stealing stuff from you or, or any kind of trouble. Of course, like, don't go, you know, like, just don't go doing drugs and shit. Like, if you want to do it, like, it's your life. But it, when you do that, the risks always, like, increase like crazy. So Don't, don't do drugs in Thailand. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do it. Um, you know, the, one of the reasons why I didn't like Saigon that much and didn't spend as much time there as, as I was going to is because of that safety factor. I'm a big guy, you know, and I've fought, you know, in Muay Thai and I still felt unsafe there. Really? Yes. You know, and I would base, every time I use my phone, I would hold it with a death grip, just expecting someone to run up and just grab it and run away. Wow. You know, every time I have, I didn't even want to bring my laptop out. You know, if I did, I'd always have to hold on to it. You know, when I walk home, you know, sometimes I'd ask myself like, man, you know, maybe I should just go in a cab. But then I go in a cab and I'm like, oh man, this cab driver is going to try to rip me off or try to rob me. And I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't like that. I don't need that stress in my life. Uh, if you guys want to hear uh, the whole episode about Saigon versus Chiang Mai, it's episode 26. And, you know, we basically talked the whole, you know, there, there are a lot of pros. There are a lot of great things about Saigon as well. And that's why it's, I would say it's, it's one of the top two biggest hubs for entrepreneurs right now besides Chiang Mai. Uh, but for me personally, I'm back in Chiang Mai. I love it here. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else for a while. Um, yeah, that's awesome. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, I want to put you on the spot and I want to ask you, give the listeners some tips right now. Some, just think of, you know, three tips. It doesn't have to be just business. It could be anything. And, you know, I, I have a feeling that you have some good knowledge to drop on people. Okay. Tips about mentality about, yeah, sure. Uh, anything. Yeah. Let's see, dude. That's like putting me on the spot. Yeah. And you have to do it in Portuguese. Wow. As well. In Portuguese. Really? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Google Translate, guys. Yeah, I, I think like w- when you see like like books or information about someone that have done something, uh, we all always gonna think like, okay, it doesn't work, right? But when you see that there's metrics that you can analyze the data, the traffic, how much you're gonna pay for traffic, how much you're gonna make out of, of this traffic, or like promotional strategies, it becomes simple. You know, we just make it harder because. You know, sometimes people around you, gonna, they're going to say that you cannot do it or it's not true, but they don't know it. My biggest mistake was telling my family what I was doing. I was like, no, I'm building this business, this online business. Maybe I'm going to have some affiliate marketing, like affiliates promoting for me. And, you know, it gets weird. Then they start talking to each other and then someone says that it's a pyramid scam and then they're going to go to jail. So like putting like all those fears, they're not necessary because they're not entrepreneurs. So if you want to build a business, talk to entrepreneurs. Don't talk to normal people because it's going to be a waste of time and like all this insecurity is going to come out. And, you know, like sometimes we need to get out of the comfort zone. We got to do like weird stuff, complicated stuff. And normal people can say like, oh, you don't need to do that. Of course, I don't need to, but I need to grow somehow. That's why I'm on my videos, like I'm on top of a crocodile, putting my hand on a crocodile and like pulling the tail of the <laughs> yeah, crocodile. Right? Because, you know, like it's uncomfortable, but when I'm going to give a speech or be in front of the camera or being interviewed on a podcast, it's going to be... No, I can compare, you know, like if I was on top of a crocodile, I can do this shit, right? So like, get out of the comfort zone and, and start talking to people that get this stuff. You know, sometimes people around you are not going to get you and that's going to be normal. Like sometimes like as we grow, we're going to be changing circles, like friendships, partnerships. So, you know, like everybody can do it. It's just the fear that might stop you or block you but don't let it block you for more than two days and keep going forward i like it very very cool having you on the show i, I really appreciate you on here thank you bro uh, big shout out to everyone who 
um, left five star reviews on the iTunes store. Uh, if you want to help us out, go to iTunes store and look for the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Give us a rating. J.K. Cron said, refreshing and informative approach Johnny takes. I look forward to each new podcast. Keep up the good work. And LAX Swim Surf said, started listening because of the podcast where they talk about working in Australia. Never even minded the business side of the talk until I was consistently listening to the idea of dropshipping. Now I'm hooked. Signing for Anton's method very soon and hoping to go into Thailand as well. Subscribe, it's worth your time. So thank you guys for taking the time to do that. Um, and thank you for being on the show. How, how can people get in touch with you? Um, you guys can add me on Facebook or my, my websites. The last one's libertasongital.com. You're going to put the, the, the link there? You know, yeah, just go to uh, yeah. <laughs> episode 33travellikeaboss.com. Oh, sorry, travellikeabosspodcast.com. And I'll have links to everything uh, because I can't pronounce any of it. Yeah, <laughs> rock and roll. Peace out, guys. See you guys next time. And keep traveling like a boss. Peace. Adios. <laughs> Adios in Spanish, bro. How do you say it? Demais. Demais. Bon sorte. See you soon, guys. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, How to Choose the Perfect Niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. <laughs>